0: I don't have much time. Big surprise! I think I have half an hour. Why do you need to know that? Because I wanted to tell you. I figured we should be on the same boat, and I kind of feel like I have to poop. So I really don't know how long this is going to take. I think about uh, let me check my my sphincter's pretty pretty slammed shut right now, but my stomach is rumbling. I think it was like that week and a half old manwich meat I put in a quesadilla, and I I do that because. I'm fat, and instead of going on a diet, what I choose to do is eat food that's probably gone bad. So that way it'll just run through my system. Like, just sprint through. I, I had a shit attack again at work yesterday. There's a theme, I know. I'm no Aaron. But I work outside, there's not a lot of options for me. Where can I go? Thank goodness I live pretty close to where I work, so I can just race home. Uh, Okay. Yeah, um I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go to the bathroom real quick. Uh there's something's brewing here. I'll I'll give you a before and after wait. Hang on. Ooh, mercy. God. There was not enough time for a weight check. There was well, yeah, that uh that that went through real quick. Real quick. Okay, that's enough about my bowels. I have so much to tell you about sperm. Because natural transition. Shitting, semen. Shitting, semen is shit a bodily fluid? <laughs> it it uh, in this case it was. It was quite fluid. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about sperm donors. And to bring you up to speed, I'm a homosexual, my girlfriend also homosexual. We have a donor conceived son and we ran out of his donor and now we're looking for a new not necessarily improved, but a new donor. And we found one. It took for fucking ever. It did. It was hard, creepy, gross, and hard. And I was freaked out and grossed out by the pictures. And Sarah was like, "You're freaked out? How about me? I have to, I have to see the eyes of the man whose semen is going inside of me. It's like I'm sleeping with them. Their their semen is going into my body, and I've seen them. Okay." well you win that round then don't you yeah yeah as usual i think things are worse for me than they are for others and turns out the bigger semen to bear is on it's on her back can't can't win that one not so funny story it's all related uh, okay so how do you do this how do you do this i wanted to pick someone with my physical traits and sarah wanted to pick someone attractive okay yeah so I found, I found a guy who I feel if I were a man, I would, if I were a good looking man, I would look like this man. And I saw him and I didn't say anything because I feel that Sarah gets veto. It's going into her body. She's going to join her DNA with this DNA. She gets veto power. I am not there to tell her what to do. It's her ultimate decision. And I will support that. And I've said that from the get go. So we click on this one guy, height, weight, hair color, eye color, all that shit. And a picture comes up. And in my mind, without saying it out loud, I thought, wow, this guy has my olive skin. He has my brown hair, my brown eyes. And Sarah says, ugh. And I said, what? And she's like, well, look at him. He's such a douchebag Gino. And I, okay, who's the man? Let's talk this out. Who's the man here? I I didn't say anything. I was like, okay, you know, you get veto power. And we click through a few more and... Didn't find any winners there either. One of the guys actually looked like he was eleven years old. I, because you can post pictures from whenever you want. I think he posted his high school photo, and it it uh, he looked like he couldn't grow a mustache to save his fucking life. It was really creepy because then it's like you're a pedophile and like a twelve year old's gonna get you pregnant. Weird. They will just take anyone. Apparently, they will. Okay, so back to the Geno thing. And I, I let it go, I skipped over it, and and then I went back to him. I said, like, don't you want to look at this one again? No, why? I'm like, well, look at him, he's got nice hair, he's got dark brown eyes, excellent complexion. She's like, he's a geno, I don't want him. I was like, okay, alright, we don't have to look anymore if you don't want. She's like, well, I'm set on this one guy. And I said, oh, okay, you don't want to look at this one again? No, no, I don't. I don't like him. Alright. So I stayed quiet for a couple hours, Stewing not really making much eye contact And finally She's like what's wrong And I said I feel Because that's a good way to start a sentence Because it's not very uh, aggressive It's just kind of it's an I feel statement And I said I feel That when you rejected That greasy Gino you were in a sense Rejecting me And she's like uh huh how gonna, How do you do the math On that one and I said well He's got dark hair Dark eyes All of complexion If I were a man I could very well be this man If I was lucky to be that handsome And she's like Are you fucking serious? And I said yeah By rejecting him You're rejecting my genetics And um Okay I'm gonna guess that 98% of you are taking her side right now And I'm not here to Dispute that I'm quite ashamed of My behavior But can't any of you understand Just a teeny bit about how I felt Cause had I been a man And I looked like this man I feel like my sperm would be good. I feel like right now, if I had sperm, I would like to pass along that sperm, and I don't see what's wrong with my genetics. But she just didn't like the way he looked because his hair was slicked back, I guess. but I felt like I felt like in a sense, that was me. She was saying no to me. Does anyone get that? No, makes no sense to you. Right? Okay, Well, you don't have to get mad about it. I've already had this argument once. I'm not going to have it with you too. Okay? I'm just sensitive. Sometimes I'm a girl. Sometimes. I'm a girl about the most masculine things in the world, like sperm. I had a lot of feelings about this gentleman's sperm. I've never seen him before in my life. I don't know his real name. I don't even remember the number of his semen. All I know is that I didn't get picked. I feel like I didn't get picked, even though that wasn't me. Does this make any sense to you? It's really not making much sense to me either, actually. Okay, should we should we change subjects completely then? I'd rather, I don't, I, this is getting uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I don't wanna have this talk anymore. Look, I know you didn't reject me as a human being. I just feel like that's kind of what I look like. And it's like you didn't want that. Like you didn't want me in a sense. D- do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so I'm crazy then? Uh-huh. And you need some time away from me? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, it's, it's over. It's over. I'm not going to talk about it again. I'll just let it go. It's done. Conversation's over. Don't mind me. I'll just be sitting over here with my shitty genetics and my stupid DNA that nobody wants. Cause it's so unattractive. I, I don't know how anybody likes me. I really, I really genuinely don't. Okay. Let's change the subject. Cause I've had enough of this in Mexico. I sat with my sister-in-law very nice woman very chatty enjoyed her very much for the most part and we were sitting there and she's like oh do you want to come in the ocean just up to your boobs and I said no I do not and I told her the story about the time I went into the ocean and uh I panicked and I almost clawed my girlfriend to death and tried to drown her. And then my son was screaming, Mama can't swim! And apparently it's like some developmental thing that he was able to recognize that I was in distress and empathize with me. It's like a huge milestone that most two-year-olds aren't capable of. So I should be proud that I scared my child into panicking. Yeah, proud moment for me. Real, real proud moment. Mama can't swim! Okay. So I'm sitting there, I'm talking to my, my sister-in-law, I guess. And we're chatting, and I was telling her about my experience in the ocean the day before... And I told her about, let's talk for a second here I don't know why, this is another thing that's made me the fucked up idiot I am today when, when a small child can't swim, don't throw that child into a swimming pool Not for any reason, not of any depth and not for any reason, do not do that It's dangerous and terrifying And I shared my feelings with her and I had almost drowned I don't know how many times like one time in particular that I distinctly remember my we were at my cousin's house and they were the good side of the family so they had a pool and my cousin was on a swimming raft and I was hugging the the the, there's a thing you go up on the slide and it was a big round drum that I guess held the stairs or something. Anyway, all I remember is there's a drum. I couldn't quite get my arm around. And he's like, pull me out, pull me out. So I had my arm around this drum-shaped thing, and I handed out, like I extended my hand to pull him up. And he instead pulled me in very, very viciously, I think, because he knew I couldn't swim. And I wasn't wearing any swimming wings or anything like that. I don't know how old I would have been. Old enough to remember, so older than four, whatever. Between four and seven, I guess. And he pulled me in. And I... I'm having this exact same conversation with my sister-in-law. Keep in mind when I, as I'm telling you, I'm in a sense telling her, if you follow my meaning, I know my DNA is not all that it's cracked up to be, but just try and follow the fucking conversation here. So he pulls me in and I go down and I remember thinking to myself, okay, when I come up this next time, I'm going to scream. And I'd come up the next time. And the only thing that would happen, I'd have time to <gasps> take a deep breath. And then you go under. And I found out years later, not too long ago, actually, that drowning is silent. There's your, your body's only reflex is to to come up to the service and just like grab as much air as you can to fill your lungs. And then you kind of go down again. So I did that the thir- three times. And the third time, I, that was it for me. I remember thinking like, oh, well, I guess this is it. And I remember watching these little bubbles escape my lips. And then the last little bit, and I had nothing left in me. And I was starting to kind of like pass out a little bit. Like I remember my eyes kind of closing and wanting to stay closed. And then I heard, uh, I heard like a, like a scream and I looked up, well, you know, you're underwater, so it's a little bit muffled. And I looked up and I'll remember this until the day I die. My sister, who must've been 18 at the time, I remember looking up and her body, like looking up through the water and her body's, uh, casting like a shadow and then sploosh. And she came in and pulled me up and I, I survived, but I swear to God, another minute I would have been dead. Absolutely. I would have been floating in that pool absolutely without a doubt. And this is all because of a little fucking asshole who thought it would be funny to pull me into the deep end because I couldn't swim. And even before that, after that, people like to throw small children into pools. Why do you do that? Stop doing that. It's like so scary. I just don't know how to tell you enough times. Don't do that. It's not helpful. And it's fucking scary. So I'm sitting there. I recanted this entire story to my sister-in-law. She seemed very understanding and like, oh, wow, I can't believe they did that to you. while well, you couldn't swim. You're like, why would you throw a kid in the pool? Next day, same same fucking chairs, same same fucking conversation. And she says to me, well, you know, if a kid can't swim, you just throw him in the deep end. And I looked at her and I was like, I didn't say anything. I didn't, like, say, like, do you not remember the fucking conversation we had yesterday where I poured my heart out to you and the hot, hot Mexican sun? Do you not remember that I told you what happened? Like, I didn't say anything because I don't it's not i don't want to start a fight i certainly don't want to start a fucking fight with you but i do want to punch you in the face no i don't i don't that's crazy that's crazy so when she said that to me i was just like okay yeah like i i did not agree but i was just like uh okay sure like do you not remember like i t- i told her one of like my childhood traumatic stories and she, she seemed to have forgotten 12 hours Hmm Maybe 24 Okay Sure Oh and then That's when we were sitting there that next day And she was acting like that's the thing to do It's like an old wives tale Sure throw a kid in, into water who can't swim Good plan Good plan Call the paramedics Yeah don't even go in there Yeah don't worry And when they start floating That's when you know they're done That's how you know a kid's ready That's when he's really learned how to swim When he's floating face down and not moving Yeah good parenting there Good choice Yeah okay uh, so we're sitting on these same exact chairs, and we have a run-in. This guy comes over, and to the American listeners, I'm sorry, but you should be more sorry. We're sitting in the chair, we're talking, chit-chatting, all that stuff. This guy comes up to me, up to me, and he's like, oh, and he rubs his hands through his thinning hair, and he says, "Do you speak English?" And I said, "Yeah, I do." Well. I came down here at 7 this morning and I put my stuff on these chairs. I said, you put your stuff on these chairs? Yeah. I'm like, well, actual stuff, though? No. (sighs) I spread the towels out on the benches. You know how they do down here? To save your spot? I was like, okay. So the condescension in your voice is because I'm stupid, I guess, that I didn't realize that was some secret fucking code. And by the way, at this point... It's eleven thirty. So you came down at 11. eleven. Four and a half hours later, you expect those chairs to still be there waiting for you, asshole. It's okay. It's all right. No big deal. So Sanchez of old would have brought up that fact and freaked the fuck out on this guy. Like, what do you mean? You saved chairs? You saved chairs four and a half fucking hours ago, and you expect them to still be here? Are you serious? But I didn't. Here's what I did. This is new Sanchez. This is brand spanking new Sanchez. So I look at him and uh, I channel my inner parent. I did one of these. And I said, oh, well, I'm really sorry about that. I had no idea. I said, there must have been a misunderstanding. My mother-in-law. Uh, pointed out these four chairs and said that we were to sit here. Well, these are my chairs. I saved them. You know how they do down here? I'm like, yeah, I fucking caught that the first time. Cock much. But I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, for sure. Um, did you want us to move? Cause there's, there's four more chairs, right? Like right beside us. Exactly the same in virtually exact same position. But I didn't say that. I was like, did you want us to move to those four chairs instead? Well, my son's got chairs over there. And I was like, then why the fuck are we having this conversation? inside voice but what i said was oh well if those chairs don't work for you and you want these ones back just come back and let us know no problem we'll move i have no problem with that well i'll go talk to my son maybe i'll come back and take them back and i was like okay yeah for sure no problem just let us know and he walked away and i knew he was american because he felt he owned the beach because he was at the beach like when americans travel or that particular american but most americans travel they kind of act like assholes, like they fucking own everything And everything is there for them, and you are secondary And I'm very Canadian, and I feel like this land is my land This land is your land This land was made for you and me Big difference there, big difference So I turn around, and I look at, he's gone now And I look at my, my sister-in-law, and she just looks at me And she's like, it's a good thing you started talking Because I was about to give him a bit of business She's like, I was about to freak the fuck out on that guy It's the nerve Comes down four hours later for his fucking chairs Are you kidding me? And I was like, well, yeah, I know What the hell, right? And he'd he'd look at me and I'd glance over at him And his fat wife would give me these fucking beady, mean-ass stares And it turns out that there was a miscommunication Between my mother-in-law and my father-in-law My father-in-law's in in the ocean Mother-in-law says these four He gives her the thumbs up So she assumes that those were the ones But whatever, people are fucking weird And then the next morning (laughs) <laughs> this is so funny The next morning, we're staying in the exact same side of the hotel And I come downstairs And there he is, he's making toast Sarah's at the door, holding it open She's at the door Malcolm is about 15 feet away from the door And I'm about 5 feet behind Malcolm So this guy takes one look at me And he's like <gasps> And he, he abandons his toast He he pushes Malcolm down to the ground No, he didn't, but that would be funny He He runs out the door ahead of Malcolm leaves his toast behind it pops as i walk by the toaster and this man hustled in a way you would not think possible for a man of his age he was all but running out to the beach out out to the beach to beat me to these fucking chairs that i didn't want we were going to breakfast go go claim your chairs asshole so i had this this fantasy this like scrubs fantasy where he's running to the beach and i run Elbow him in the ribs and beat him to the chairs. That's my that's my fantasy. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. But I thought about eating his toast. But could you imagine? Like how fucking crazy do you have to be? Like there's literally fifty chairs there, but y- you want those exact four. I don't fucking care. Joke's on him. I pissed on those chairs.
1: <laughs> okay. Who are we gonna hear from? Let's see.
0: Do we do Rose or do we do Joe? Joe or Rose? I can't remember which came in first. I think Rose did. Let's hear from Rose.
1: Hey, everybody, this is Rose Sanchez wanted me to talk to you about heterosexual sexuality. Well, Sanchez, when a man and a woman love each other very, very much or just when they want to bone down, they have sex. They fuck. They copulate. I'm not really sure... Well, okay, let me back up. I did catch up this week, today, To the most recent episodes, and so I'm gonna kind of piggyback on something you were talking about, thinking maybe that's where you were going with this. First of all, let me just say size matters. The whole idea that size doesn't matter is the myth propagated by tiny dicked white men. Size does matter, and if you don't have decent size, then by all means, learn how to use your fingers and your mouth, baby, because you can make up for your disadvantages. But if you don't, then fuck you or don't fuck you. You're going to be gone. Um, I I cannot speak for all heterosexual women. I know, Sanchez, you'd love me to do that, but I can't. Um, I will say that um, I have put up with men of shall we say enormous potential, lovely girth, who may not have had the best personalities. I've put up with them far longer than I would have otherwise, um, had they not been so well, pleasant between the legs. And I've dumped guys who failed to measure, no matter how nice they were, especially because they weren't willing to make up with it in other areas, so I don't know. I don't know if this is getting into what you're talking about. But one of the things you were talking about was um, if you're if if you're a lady if you're a lady girl having sex with a manny boy, and the manny boy just pleases 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 the lady girl and doesn't accept need anything for himself, will that drive a woman crazy? I guess it will. Um, for me, I love feeling a hot load. Um, yeah, I, I have had the advantage that sometimes a condom isn't necessary, and you really can feel it, and there really is something oh, so special and magical about coming together. I don't know, what the fuck? I just, it's just, it's swell. But you're right, if a guy really does focus on my pleasure, and really, like, that's obviously very, very important to him, then that... It just leaves me clamoring for more, and it'll make me more open to experiment with things that I might not want to otherwise. For example, hey, I dated a white boy with dreads. I know, that's unforgivable, but he had a really nice cock, and he really knew how to use it, and he had a really nice mouth, and he really knew how to use it, and he had really nice hands, and he really knew how to use it. So he wanted, when he wanted me to pee on him, well, okay. I wasn't going to get peed on. So I'm just saying, is that what you wanted to know about heterosexual sex, Sanchez? I don't know. Please let me know really what you wanted to know. Um, But yeah, eventually even guys with awesome cocks, if they were dicks, I dumped them. I dumped them. They're not going to last too much longer than a nice guy with no skills. Um, if, you're, if you're an asshole, you're an asshole. And, and that pretty much will kind of determine whether or not I'm going to find you sexy or not. But what you're packing in the pants also really totally helps. All right, this is Rose. Bye.
0: Yeah, Debbie Downer news. Uh, size matters. Sorry, guys. I'm I'm really sorry about that. Heartbreaking, I know. Yeah, apparently it matters. And if if you got a wee one, well, I knew this girl who had a perfect boyfriend, really sweet, really sensitive, tiny penis, tiny penis, like not a micro dink, but a tiny dink. And she said he fucked like a jackhammer, which doesn't sound good. She doesn't sound like she enjoyed that. Just to kind of make up for it, she kind of just slam. He'd kind of slam his pelvis into her vagina, which doesn't. Ugh, gross. That sucks. Because you know, if God, if there is a God, if Jesus, dealt you a mean one in the pants, you know, if you got a little guy in your shorts, that's a shame. I feel bad for you. But like Rose says, utilize your fingers. You got a tongue. All tongues are created equal. My fingers are really short. They do the deed. They get the job done. I don't even have a penis. You do the math on that. Minus one. Negative one Negative one is what I have Negative negative one Okay, hot load I'm assuming you mean In your crotch and not on your face But whatever, teach his own Want to take it in the eye? Take it in the eye, see if I give a shit I didn't know there were nice penises And ugly penises, or bad Did you mean nice as in shapely? Are, Are there Like, have you seen a disfigured one? I'd like to know that I didn't know there were nice ones, there are no nice ones to me and I'm really glad that you peed on him. I'm not really. I don't understand it, but good for you. That must have felt really powerful. In the bathtub, did you guys pee, did you pee on it, like or like a rubber sheet? That's a lot of cleanup. That's a lot of mess there outside, maybe. Fill me in on that. I'd like to know those things. Okay, now let's hear from
2: Joe. Hey, Sandra. Glad you made it back from Mexico. OK. This is Joe. your buddy, Joe, down in Arizona. Today's um, travel story is brought to you by the merger between American Airlines and U.S. Air. It is not a fun story. Today, I... Huh, I supposed to fly out from Tucson to Phoenix at 1.30 this afternoon, catch a 4 p.m. flight from Phoenix to Dallas, and be in Dallas by 8 p.m. Piece of cake, right? Wrong. Because of the merger, evidently, nobody's getting text messages on a timely basis. So I get to the airport in Tucson. I get checked in. I get on the flight at 1.30. The flight lines at, oh, 2.20. As I'm turning my phone back on, I got a text message. Flight 2291 to DFW is canceled. I looked at that, and I said, oh, my God, canceled, and they don't even have me rebooked or anything, nothing, nothing? So I get off the plane, and right across from uh, the gate where I landed was an U.S. Airway uh, service center. So I go in there, and I give them my ticket, and I said, I just got notified that my flight got canceled. And she looks at me, she says, they've been canceling fights since 6 o'clock this morning. They didn't notify you down in Tucson? Now, granted, it's 124 miles. Kilometers, I'm uh, not so good. Divided by 2.2, maybe 50 kilometers. Anyway, 124 miles, airport to airport, 45 minutes from the time they close the door until the time they open the door. So you have to have your cell phone off. Nobody in Tucson notified me that they've been canceling flights all day. Uh, So it takes her about 35 minutes to rebook me on another flight for tomorrow. So I looked at her and I said, and how am I going to get back down to Tucson? I said, because I'm not hanging out up here in Phoenix all day. Uh, you going to give me, a what, a voucher for a no-tell motel? I don't think so. So I got to wait another 30 minutes for her to book a flight for me to come back from Phoenix to Tucson again. Ugh. So they rerouted my bag. I had a checked bag. They rerouted my bag. I get on the flight. I had time. Oh, in Phoenix, I had just enough time to wait in line at McDonald's for a 10-piece McNugget meal. Yummy. Mm. Get on the flight. Come home. Got to call the house sitter to come and get me. It's 105 degrees. Now, Celsius to Fahrenheit. I'm sorry. 105. Oh, 40 degrees sonagrade. That's close. I figure 40 is close. Get back home. It's 5 o'clock. It's 5 o'clock here in Tucson. I have been gone exactly five hours. I've flown 124 miles to Phoenix. I've flown 124 miles back to Tucson. And, oh, by the way, they have now lost my checked luggage. Isn't that interesting? They can't keep it. For 250 miles. What the hell is going to hell? Oh. If this merger doesn't get finished. And they don't get their shit together real soon. I mean this is just ridiculous. So hopefully tomorrow. At one thirty yet again. I'm on another American flight. This time nonstop stop From Tucson to DFW. Oh. And, as an aside, my co-worker, when I turn on my phone, when I land back in Tucson, I get a text from him. What's the boss's cell phone number? Do you know? My flight's been canceled. And all I could do is shake my head. He calls me. They had him. Now, he lives in Tampa, Florida. <laughs> He's an American Airlines flyer. I'm a U.S. Air flyer. They had rescheduled him on a U.S. Air flight to leave Tampa to go to Phoenix and then fly to Dallas on American. No, I take it back, on U.S. Air. Me, they had me rescheduled on a nonstop American from Tucson to Dallas. So they've completely swapped us out of our comfort zones. But it was interesting. So tomorrow afternoon, I get to do it all freaking over again. So I think I'm going to have myself a couple of apple ciders. I may take that barbecue out, reheat it, and enjoy my evening. Thanks for listening to my rant. Hope your day has gone much better than mine is. Have a good one, Sandra. Bye.
0: Sandra? S- Sandra, is it? Okay, whatever. Like let's not get let's not get hypersensitive. There's a guy I work with that calls me Sandra. And there's another another woman I used to work with called me Sandra. Uh, sure. Whatever. Does it matter? I let this lady I work with call me Roberta for three, four months. And she got mad. She's like, why why did you let me call why did you let me call you Roberta that, that whole time? And I said, I don't care. You were looking at me. Okay, just don't just don't call me Sandy. We'll get along just fine. Okay, so they lost your luggage on, on such a short trip. Like, how does that even how does that even happen? I think you should just stay home. You should just work from home. This is too much. It's too stressful. I, I can't handle it. That's good. Uh well I had to stop down for a bit there. Uh my mom called me and we had the age-old conversation I'm sure you've had with many of your moms as well. Uh, can you hear me peeing on the phone? She starts peeing, and she asks me if I can hear her peeing. And I say, yes, yeah, I can. I can hear you peeing. Oh, so you can hear it then? And I said, yeah, ma, we've had this conversation, I think, about 150 times a year. Easily 150 times a year. Well, I had to go to the... Ba- yeah, I know. You go. You got to go. You got to go. I don't give a shit. You can, you can pee on the floor for all I give a shit, and I don't fucking care. But yeah, I can hear you. Okay, good job, Joe. Thank you very much. I think that's about it for me for today. Mm, size matters. Oh, yeah, that's crushing for you guys. Sorry about that. So if you need me, changeofaddress69 at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook under Sandra D. Sanchez. And you can friend me there. You can like the change of address Facebook page. You can email me. Did I give the email already? Ah, oh, I'll give it again. Changeofaddress69 at gmail.com. Yeah, Facebook, Twitter. iTunes reviews are important if you feel up to that. But you probably don't because you don't really like me and you're just... You're just hangers-on to see me burn in flames. You want to watch me crush and burn, but I will not. Yeah, I'm not going to disappear. This isn't over. Okay, have a good week. Call me. Yeah, whenever, anytime. Yeah, I'll be around. Yeah, you know my calling's weird. Text, maybe just text me, shoot me a text. Yeah, okay. All right, love you too.